On Sunday, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. In fact, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it for you here because it'll sort of uh, set the stage for us. And if you're with us on Sunday, you'll get to hear it again. Um, but it's an impactful story, at least I felt like, that defines grace on a horizontal level and what it means. And we're going to uh, apply it back to God's uh God's will and God's work for us. So let me just read a couple minutes here of this story. Maybe the silver Nissan approaching from the east catches Victoria's eye. Maybe not. Later, she won't be sure. She certainly won't recall the image of a teenage boy leaning out the window of the Nissan as the car approaches. Nor will she retain any memory of the bulky projectile taking flight from his hands. The 20-pound bird crashes through Victoria's windshield. It bends the steering wheel inward, smashes into her face, and breaks every bone it encounters. Victoria will remember none of this. Frankly, a stroke of mercy. Eight hours of surgery and three weeks of recovery later, however, friends and family fill in the blanks. Victoria lies impassively in a bed in Stony Brook University Hospital and listens to every detail. Yet her emotions are difficult to discern, given the mask her face has become. Shattered like pottery, now stapled together by titanium plates, an eye affixed by synthetic film, a wired jaw, a tracheotomy. The public reaction is much more vigorous The media has run with this story. Weblogs follow every new detail of arrest and arraignment. Over Thanksgiving, New Yorkers whisper prayers of gratitude that they were not Victoria Ruvolo. Over Christmas, they cherish their health and their fortunes a little bit more than usual. Over the New Year, they cry out for justice. Internet bloggers and TV pundits suggest that Uh, suggest what they'd do if they could be in a room for five minutes with those punks in the Nissan. They'd especially love to lay hands on Ryan Cushing, the 18-year-old who heaved the turkey. His face should be shattered. His life should lie in ruins. That's how the man in the street sees it. But it's all in the hands of the justice system. On Monday, August 15, 2005, Ryan and Victoria meet face to restructured face in the courtroom. Nine agonizing, titanium-bolted months have passed since the attack. Victoria manages to walk into the courtroom unaided, a victory in itself. A trembling Ryan Cushing pleads guilty to a lesser charge. Sentence, a trifling six months behind bars, five years probation, a bit of counseling, a dash of public service. People shake their heads in righteous indignation. Is that all the punishment we can dish out? When did this country become so soft on crime? Let's lock up all these criminals and throw away the key. Who is responsible for this plea bargain anyway? The victim, that's who. The victim requests leniency. 
Ryan makes his plea and then turns to Victoria Ruvolo, all the essence of tough guy long since drained away. He is weeping with abandon. The attorney leads the assailant to the victim, and Victoria holds him tight, comforts him, strokes his hair, and offers reassuring words. I forgive you, she whispers. I want your life to be the best it can be. Tears mingle from mask of reconstruction and mask of remorse. It takes quite an event to bring tears to the eyes of New York attorneys and magistrates, and this is such an event. TV and radio reporters file their stories in voices that for once are hushed and respectful. The New York Times dubs it a moment of grace. Our story um, this week, as we begin talking about grace like this, is going to conclude and I guess really begin a discussion of the following weeks that's just going to ask us, well, what about us? Uh, First of all, do we understand grace like that at all? Do we understand at all God's grace for us? Because ultimately, Jesus Christ on the cross is a story and a picture of grace that's even more startling than the story of Victoria and Ryan.